I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us today for our Congregation at Prayer. Today is November 27th, Friday, 2020. Uh, it is Thanksgiving break, so we're going to take a little bit of a break from um, our ongoing readings while the children are home from school, uh, and then we'll resume again on Monday. And uh, also a warm welcome to those who are able now to tune in to listen later in the day with our uh, dial a podcast service. There's an announcement uh, in the bulletin. It went out in the email. Uh, it's for our homebound and those without internet service so that they too can listen, not, not in real time, but uh, certainly on delay later in the day. So uh, what a wonderful service, um, actually written by a LCMS uh, programmer in Seattle, and I made contact with him on part of the beta test. So uh, what, a, what a great idea. I'm glad he glad he did the work. And let's see, you probably want to be able to see on the screen, those of you, yeah, our actual order so that you can follow along or participate as best you're able. And uh, I got family on the way from Indiana, so looking forward to that. And the turkey is in the smoker, so <laughs> I can smell it. So this is a nice break, a nice way to begin the day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. And our psalm, Psalm 99. The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim, let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. In the pillar of the cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our reading today is just a short reading, but then uh, we'll have a little longer meditation from Dr. Luther. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 
All right, so you obviously see why this was assigned uh, in some one of our elections for uh, Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks be made for all men, right? Um, this, of course, uh, is connected to to our confession of the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. The fourth petition being, there it is, give us this day our daily bread. So Luther actually uh, quotes this text, specifically verse 2, for kings and all in authority, that we may lead a a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, um, in regards to this second, um, excuse me, fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. So uh, very appropriate for Thanksgiving, connecting a couple different ideas here. Large Catechism. Here now we consider the poor breadbasket, the necessities of our body and of temporal life. It is a brief and simple word, but it is or has a very wide scope. For when you mention and pray for daily bread, you pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and enjoy daily bread. On the other hand, you also pray against everything that interferes with it. Therefore, you must open wide and extend your thoughts not only to the oven or the flour bin, but also to the distant field and the entire land, which bears and brings to us daily bread and every sort of nourishment. For if God did not cause food to grow, and he did not bless and preserve it in the field, we could never take bread from the oven or have an have any to set upon the table. To sum things up, this petition includes everything that belongs to our entire life in the world, for we need daily bread because of life alone. It is not only necessary for our life that our body have food and clothes and other necessities, it is also necessary that we spend our days in peace and quiet among the people with whom we live and have dealings in daily business and conversation and all sorts of doings. In short, this petition applies, there, there's your second Timothy, our first Timothy, excuse me. This petition applies both to the household and also to the neighborly or civil relationship and government. Right? So you didn't think uh, that daily bread had to do with government, but here it is. Where these two things are hindered so that they do not prosper as they should, the necessities of life also are hindered. Ultimately, life cannot be maintained. All right, so again, this petition, give us to stay our daily bread, applies not only to the household, but also to the neighborly and civil relationship in government, right? Where the government um, is not doing their job or doing it poorly, it gets in the way of us receiving our daily bread, everything needed for body and life. There is indeed the greatest need to pray for earthly authority and government. By them, most of all, God preserves for us our daily bread and all the comforts of this life. Though we have received from God all good things in abundance, we are not able to keep any of them or use them in security and happiness if he did not give us a permanent and peaceful government. For where there is dissension, strife, and war, there the daily bread is already taken away or is at least hindered. So you see how Luther is thinking of daily bread, but he's really applying both uh, the 1 Timothy passage we read, also 2 Thessalonians 3 and 1 Thessalonians 4. It would be very proper to place on the coat of arms of every pious prince a loaf of bread instead of a lion or a wreath of herbs. I'm trying to think what's on our coat of arms. I don't even know. A shield, probably. Or one could impress it on the money. Is there bread on money? No, there's a pyramid with an eye above it. And then some president. Oh, well. (laughs) Can you imagine? 
on our currency if there was a loaf of bread. That's awesome. This would remind both princes and their subjects that by their office we have protection and peace. Without them, we could not eat or and keep our daily bread. Therefore, princes are also worthy of all honor. We should give to them for, for their office what we ought and can as to people through whom we enjoy what we have in peace and quietness. Otherwise, we would not keep a farthing, which is a German currency. In addition, we should also pray for them, 1 Timothy 2. And through them, God may bestow on us more blessings and goods. Let this be a very brief explanation and sketch, showing how far this petition extends through all conditions on earth. On this topic, anyone might indeed make a long prayer. With many words, one could list all the things that are, that are included, like when we ask God to give us food and drink, clothing, house, home, and health and body, or body, health of body, excuse me. Or when we ask that he cause the grain and the fruit of the field to grow and to mature well. Furthermore, we ask that he help us at home with good housekeeping, and that he give and preserve for us a godly wife, children, and servants. We ask that he cause our work, trade, or whatever we are engaged in to prosper and succeed, favor, favor us with faithful neighbors and good friends and other such things. Likewise, we ask that he give wisdom, strength, and success to emperors, kings, and all estates, especially to the rulers of our country and to all, all counselors, magistrates, and officers. Then they may govern well and vanquish the Turks and all enemies. We ask that he give to subjects and to and the common people obedience, peace, and harmony in their life with one another. On the other hand, we ask that he would preserve us from all sorts of disaster to body and livelihood like lightning, hail, fire, flood, poison, plague, cattle disease, war and bloodshed, famine, destructive beasts, wicked men, and so forth. It is well to impress all this upon the common people. These, thing, these things come from God and must be prayed um, for, must be prayed for by us. Uh, I might as well read the rest. But this petition is especially directed also against our chief enemy, the devil. For all his thought and desire is to deprive us of all that we have from God or to hinder it. He is not satisfied to obstruct and destroy spiritual government by leading souls astray with his lies and bringing them under his power. He also prevents and hinders the stability of all government and honorable, peaceable relations on earth. That is, uh, uh, government that is unjust is actually satanic. That's what Luther's saying. We don't think of uh, evil rulers as being satanic, but they, that's Luther's position. It's mine too. Um, there he causes so much contention, murder, treason, and war. He causes lightning and hail to destroy grain and cattle, the poison to poison the air, and so on. In short, he is sorry if anyone has a morsel of bread from God and eats it in peace. If it were in his power, and our prayer next to God did not prevent him, we would not keep a straw in the field, a farthing in the house, yes, not even our life for an hour. This is especially true of those who have God's word and would like to be Christians. You see, in this way, God wishes to show us how he cares for us in all our need and faithfully provides also for our earthly support. He abundantly grants and preserves these things, even for the wicked and rogues, Matthew 5. Yet he wishes that we pray for these goods in order that we may recognize that we receive them from his hand and may feel his fatherly goodness toward us in them. Uh, Psalm 104 and 145. For when he withdraws his hand, nothing can prosper or be maintained in the end. Indeed, we daily see this and experience it. How much trouble there is now in the world only on account of bad coins, daily oppression, 
uh, raising of prices in common trade and bargaining and labor by those who greedily oppress the poor and deprive them of their daily bread. This we must suffer indeed, but let such people take care so that they do not lose the benefits of common intercession. Let them beware, lest this petition in the Lord's Prayer speak against them. That is, Lord, God will have his justice against them. This uh, reminds me of a really excellent interview that's worth your consideration. I posted on uh, Facebook on my wall, so you'll have to go and find it. I don't know that <laughs> Facebook will actually show it to you. Um, it's a man named Shelby Steele. I don't, I don't have much of a biography for you. Um, well, African-American, I just found it on Wikipedia. Here we go. Uh, African-American conservative author, columnist, documentary filmmaker, and a Robert J. and Marion E. Oster Senior Fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution. He specializes in the study of race relations, multiculturalism, and affirmative action. Uh, it's he and his son, his son who uh, um, has a, a hearing de- deficit, but uh, produced a documentary, What Killed Michael Brown? What Killed Michael Brown, rather than who, right? Um, and it's somewhat controversial on its position, but he, he articulates the same, um, the same idea that we get from Luther in the large catechism. That what we want the government to do, um, in a sense, is to get out of the way, um, to not consider us victims, but rather um, to support us in every uh, need, to help us, help us, um, what enjoy the the virtue of work. Actually, God make it made us to work and to enjoy labor um, and to um, to have that dignity, right? Um, and to affirmative action, for example, which was mentioned there in the Wikipedia article, is actually undignified. You're, you're putting, you're actually, it's actually a kind of supremacy, um, racial supremacy saying we are, we are the wealthy and, um, the strong. And so we're going to shower gifts upon you, the weak and the oppressed rather, rather than actually, um, provide means and opportunity for them, um, to, to gain status, um, to improve their well-being, um, to have the dignity of work rather than just giving them handouts. Uh, now this is a black man. So a uh, really helpful kind of um, critique of some of the uh, race relation conversation we've been having this year. And it really comes back to this uh, daily bread um, is allow people <laughs> um, to improve their station and vocation in life through work. Government uh, don't take from the wealthy. Um, God will have their, you know, he will work on their heart, um, but also don't um, prevent the, uh, the poor from, uh, from what the benefit of a day's wage. And working hard for their bread, uh, which also gives them dignity. All right. So go check that uh, interview out. It's quite long. Um, if you listen to anything, listen to the last uh, 40 or even 20 minutes of the interview for the culmination of that. All right, let's confess the introduction to the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children, so that with all boldness and confidence we may ask him, as dear children ask their dear father. First petition, hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity. And we, as the children of God, also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. We pray. Heavenly Father, in holy baptism, we became your dear children, and you became our dear Father. 
You have given us every gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and for Jesus' sake have made to us many great and precious promises. We thank you for the gift of forgiveness, for clothing us with the righteousness of Christ, and for making us joint heirs with your Son of eternal life. Forgive us for doubting your tender love for us and for not trusting that we are your dear children in Jesus. Give us confidence in your word, boldness to call upon you in prayer for all our needs, and the joy of being your dearly loved and forgiven children. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, you hallow your name among us when your word is taught in its truth and purity, and we, when we, as your dear children, also lead holy lives according to it. We give thanks to you for the gift of your word, for our pastors, parents, and others who teach it, for the holy lives of all your faithful Christians who live according to it. Forgive us for the many ways in which we profane your holy name among us by failing to teach your word in its truth and purity, to pray for our pastors and teachers, or to lead holy lives. Protect us from false doctrine and evil living. Help all who are called to teach and preach your word to do so with faithfulness, and grant us to receive your word rightly, that our lives may be made holy by it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Friday, we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, for the sick and dying. We pray for all our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule, and those who would restrict or censor our faith, as well as our rights to speech, press, assembly, and protest. We give thanks to you for um, faithful legisl- or, excuse me, faithful judges um, on our Supreme Court who have protected our religious re- liberty. We pray for our military and law enforcement personnel. Uh, we pray for those who yesterday celebrated their birthday, Ethan and Justin, and today, Robert. Those who rejoiced yesterday in their baptism, Joe, Olivia, and Matthew. Pray for those who are ill, undergoing treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Susan and Ken, Pastor, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Roger, and Penny. Pray for those who are homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. Pray for our mission of the month, Becca DeLoach, and the work of Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O Lord, absolve your people from their offenses, that from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our frailty we have brought upon ourselves, we may be delivered by your bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, 
that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, I think today, uh, I'm going to actually read the hymn for you. The bridegroom soon will call us, come to the wedding feast. May slumber not befall us, nor watchfulness decrease. May all our lamps be burning with oil enough and more that we, with him returning, may find an open door. There shall we see in glory our dear Redeemer's face. The long-awaited story of heavenly joy takes place. The patriarchs shall meet us, the prophet's holy band, apostles, martyrs greet us in that celestial land. There God shall from all evil forever make us free from sin and from the devil and from all adversity, from sickness, pain, and sadness, from troubles, cares, and fears, and grant us heavenly gladness and wipe away our tears. In that fair home shall never be silent music's voice. With hearts and lips forever we shall in God rejoice with angel hosts, our raising with saints from great to least, a mighty hymn for praising the giver of the feast. What a lovely hymn. All right, good to have you all with us today on this, um, I guess they called it Black Friday, although it's not much of a Black Friday this year. Everybody's supposed to stay home. Our poor retailers. Um, this is the destruction of small businesses, <laughs> um, the slow decline and then destruction, um, restaurants, etc. I don't think it's entirely intentional, but um, it's entirely terrible, right? So, um, and we're seeing it affect the churches too. So, um, I ask that the Lord uh, would change the hearts and minds of our of our leaders to recognize that some costs are not worth. <laughs> Um, the extensive measures that have been taken, and we should allow people to act within their liberty uh, to do what is best for their neighbor and also what is best for themselves. All right, so there's my little rant. Lord be with you all, and uh, we'll see you again in the morning as we'll prepare for Sunday's divine service. See you then.